When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, this is Nick Perry from Nick Perry and the Underground Seas, and you are listening to the Hook Rock Podcast with Jay Scott. Rock on. Hey, what's going on, everybody? How are you? How you doing? What's happening? Hope you're doing well. This is Jay Scott from the Hook Rocks, the Ultimate Rock Community Podcast. Welcome aboard to another episode of great music commentary, music interviews, whatever it is with rock and roll. We've got it for you. We're talking about it. We're discussing it. Uh, great feedback from the previous episode with, um, well, it might not be the previous episode when this airs, but... The episode we just dropped, the NFT cryptocurrency episode, which is a really volatile market right now, and how that's long term, how the long term impact is going to affect the music industry. Um, so check that out when you get a chance. Um, got some great interviews in, you know, previous to this show too as well. So go ahead and listen to those. You can hear all of the previous Hook Rocks podcast episodes wherever you podcast: Spotify, Apple, Pandora wherever, Amazon, Google Podcast. Uh, subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast, so you can hear all the latest episodes and have access to all those old episodes as well. And we always do drop the latest episode a few hours before I drop it on social media. So you get early access to that. Write us a review if you have a chance. And also check out my fellow podcast family members on PantheonPodcast.com the Network of Music podcast. You can follow them on Twitter at Pantheon Pods. They're available on Facebook at Pantheon Podcast and their website, PantheonPodcast.com, like I just said. Uh, you can hear other podcasts as well, like Cobras and Fire, Shout Out Loudcast, Vinny Apice, Carmen Apice, Mistress Carrie, Martin Popoff, and many more. Always a great platform. Excited to be a part of that family. 
Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and once you do all that, you're all set. I think I'm going to be starting an Instagram page, or I do have an Instagram page, but I've got no content, like zero content. So if you hear this episode and you go to Instagram and you search The Hook Rocks, there's not going to be anything on there. But I'm thinking like July 1st, launching like a daily diary of just thoughts on new music and what's happening in music, just like one minute or two minute snippets, nothing too you know involved or in depth, but just sharing my daily thoughts that uh, may creep into my mind on what's happening in the music business. And there is a lot going on. And we have a great conversation all lined up for you with the repeat offender. Kaz A from the Heavy Rock Show is back on the Hook Rocks, and I'd like to welcome her back. What's going on? How are you? Thank you. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. I'm good. I'm good. Looking forward to summer and live gigs. Yeah, right. Um, it's it's upon us. It's happening. I know You know, there's been some some hurdles and some setbacks here lately. We had a festival here in the middle of June all set to go, which is like about 20 minutes from me in Hoffman Estates, Illinois. And they were going to have Hailstorm and Chevelle and Dirty Honey and Miles Kennedy. And it got canceled because of ticket sales. So uh, I don't, you know, I still think people are nervous, you know, to go out into large groups of people. I still think that's going to be a little bit before people get acclimated and kind of rewire themselves to, you know, to be, feel that they're okay. So that was a surprise that it got canceled, but hopefully, you know, there'll be more shows to go to, you know, down the road. Yeah. I just caught one, a small one with, um, a band called Foxjaw and, um, the guys that opened up for them, um, were blue stragglers who I'd never heard before. So it was like, you know, going to this first live gig in over a year and then hearing a band I'd never heard before. And they were just amazing. I mean, the pent up energy between the audience and the bands was just absolutely mad. (laughs) It was great. It's so fun. Yeah, the fun is almost upon us. I think, like I said, I think it's going to take a few months for people to get acclimated and to kind of re, you know, wire themselves that it's going to be okay if if you're vaccinated. Yeah, you know, you'll be fine. I just think it's just going to take time. And um, you know, we were gone on, on lockdown for over a year, so. It um it is upon us. There is the light is getting brighter and brighter at the end of the tunnel. So just keep that mm. in mind every time you get frustrated. Remember that. <laughs> exactly. But we got a big topic to talk about here today. Um, this has really transpired over the last week and a half, couple of weeks. Um, you could probably speak better on it than I can because I'm just reading snippets on Twitter and social media about what's happened. Um, It's something that I'm shocked is happening because, as you will explain, it shouldn't. It shouldn't happen. And there should be better a better process in place to verify things and to confirm things like copyright and trademark than there currently is with – the largest streaming service, one of the largest streaming services that we all know, and that is Spotify. I'm going to give you the floor, and you can go ahead and start where the beginnings of this situation happened, 
and where we're at and how it happened, we'll talk after that. So go ahead and explain what the topic is on this copyright issue that small indie bands are having. Okay, so basically, a couple of weeks ago, I started seeing um, posts on Twitter from um, Thrash Metal and a couple of others talking about a couple of bands that had their music taken off of Spotify because somebody had made um, a false uh, copyright claim against their music. Basically, what that means is they were saying, oh, that's our music and somebody stole it and you need to take it down and Spotify. Um, this, but this is the thing, I have to back up. So apparently the, the way it works is Spotify gets a copyright infringement claim and sends it off to the distributor and then the distributor allegedly takes it down. So Spotify says that they're not the ones that are taking down the music. Now, I just don't know what's true and what's not at the moment. But that, um, you know, had their whole catalog wiped off of um, streaming platforms. So, of course, they wanted to know why. Well, then later on, so then last week on, I think it was the 3rd of June, um, or earlier than that, 12 Years Today, who's a band that I play a lot. Um, in fact, they open up my show every week. You know, I just, I have a lot of time for these guys. Um, they made a comment on Twitter that when their um, Spotify radio or something, you know, one of their playlist things disappeared from their Spotify page. And they were like, mm-hmm. oh, well, you know, maybe it's just one of those things and it'll be back and, you know, maybe it's just a glitch. So we didn't think too much of it, but I had messaged them and said, do you think this has anything to do with these other two bands? And they said, no, I don't think so, because because the other two bands apparently had been threatened by um, a so-called agency who was trying to basically extort them into using their services or whatever um, in, in exchange for giving giving them the music back and, and um, taking you know, relinquishing the claim. And so 12 years today was like, no, I don't think so because, you know, we don't use any of those companies and, you know, we don't do that kind of stuff. So, you know, I don't know. So then on the 3rd of June, all of a sudden their latest single, which they just released um, last month, uh, and um, their latest EP, which is also a recent release, disappeared from Spotify. But they didn't know this because, you know, I mean, they don't check Spotify every five seconds, but they have a loyal group of fans and the fans were like all over Twitter going, hey, you guys, where's your music? It's gone from Spotify. What's going on? So then they go to look at Spotify and you can imagine the horror they felt when they saw this, you know, because what they do is it, it gets grayed out, right? So all those tracks were grayed out. And nobody can play them. So... um <laughs> Needless to say, the fans were um, apoplectic. 12 Years Today was apoplectic. I was apoplectic. And um, 12 Years Today, of course, contacted Spotify right away saying, hey, what's going on? You know, And so Spotify responded with their auto-response thing saying, oh, well, we've had a copyright infringement claim, claim against your music. And... Um, we sent it off to the distributor and you need to talk to them. Well, their distributor is CD Baby, who, you know, everybody thought was pretty restful. So 
they tried to contact CD Baby, and to date, they haven't, you know, as of right now, they have yet to hear back from them, which I think is absolutely disgusting. So then they tried to get a hold of Spotify again, you know, and they just, you know, ran rings around this whole thing, trying to get a human being to respond. And all you get really is a bot response, you know. So Spotify is like, oh, yeah, you know, you know, we're working on it. And, you know, we're, we just put you in. We, we sent your message to the artist, uh, Spotify artist thing, and they'll sort you out. And, you know, we, we're doing things behind the scenes to work this out for you. And But still, you know, the music's still not there. CD Baby has yet to get a hold of them. And they're just stuck in a holding pattern. And, I mean, first of all, there's always going to be some asshole out there that, is going to be malicious and, you know, wants to, is jealous of the band or whatever and wants to be nasty and, and will file a claim a, against their music. That's, that's, you know, a given. But what needs to change is the way that the streaming platforms and the distributors respond to this. Because that's the other thing. The distributor, CD Baby, they put you through this whole process of, of um you know, verifying your copyright and your ownership to the music or whoever is the, you know, whoever owns it and all that kind of thing. So CD Baby knows that 12 Years Today owns their music. So you can see where it just, it's like dealing with um, the tax man, but the tax man's customer service is better. So I think they make it like really complicated um, so that nobody has to take any responsibility. So Spotify blames the distributor and the distributor, you know, sometimes blames other people or whatever. And in this case, they just are silent. So, so right now we're just waiting to hopefully hear back from CD baby and get this thing sorted out. So 12 we years, so 12 years today has the copyright. Right. I mean, they they have. Yeah, they I mean, wrote, I mean, they can prove that they have the copyright. Oh, absolutely, okay. absolutely. They wrote the music. You know. Well, writing the music <laughs> is is one thing, but do they have they have that those songs registered under copyright? Yeah. Okay. All right. It, 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 see, that's the thing. Like, they have it registered. Like, if you go on like certain social media platforms, like Twitter, no one can file a, a copyright claim, or Twitter won't investigate a copyright claim. Unless you can show proof of the copyright, right? So if I were to go on Twitter and say, I want to file a, you know, copyright claim against this entity, they would be like, your your next step would be to show proof that you own the copyright. Okay. Exactly. And, and if you can't show proof, they're not going to investigate it. They're just not. So. Well, that's confusing because. You know, CD Baby knows that they own their music. So, you know, they got the whatever the code is. In fact, um, I think Jason or um, James, one of them sent, you know, they sent the information to Spotify saying, here's the, you know, here's the information. And then Spotify basically bounced it back and said, oh, you know, well, you know, we need to talk to the distributor. Well, where the hell is the distributor and why haven't they responded and it's been all over Twitter, you know, I mean, we've made a lot of noise. So I I just, I'm so frustrated with the whole thing. And like I said, there's always going to be some jerk out there that's going to try and stir the pot, but it's up to the It's a a matter, I mean, mean, that's essentially theft, right? If someone files a false copyright claim and claims it's theirs when it's not, 
and has your music taken down as a result of it or whatever it is that taken down. I mean, it's essentially, you know, theft and, and, you know, have they have, has 12 years today talked with an attorney? Have they been advised by an attorney on what to do? Not, not that I know of at the moment. I mean, you know, that's the other thing. A lot of these bands are, you know, people that are, vulnerable, are trying to, you know, well, yeah. And they're, you know, they're just starting out. 12 years today has started out in 2018 and then, you know, um, everything happened with lockdown and blah, blah, blah. And it's amazing that they've gotten as much done as they have. Um, but you know, they also have like day jobs, you know, a lot of these bands do, you know, not everybody is like a rock star riding around in a limo. You know what I mean? So, you know, and they poured like, they poured all their money and their heart and soul into, you know, recording and mastering and releasing music and all the rest. So, but, um, um, well, you know, that, um, that group that we're sort of, um, chatting with, that was really helpful because I passed that information on to them. So, Oh, the groove council. Yeah. 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 yeah no, the, everyone on there is great. And there's also, we've got an attorney in there for those that don't know offline Kaz and I belong to this group called the groove council. And it's just a bunch of us on Twitter who like new music and discuss new music. And, you know, we pretty much 90% of the time stay on the topic of music but there's some good people in there. I know one of, one of the members is a is an attorney, and um, I know Christian Eagles is in that group, and Chris Corradetti is always you know shooting his mouth off about Greta Van Fleet and how much he loves them and how much he loves <laughs> the the new album and how he puts it under his pillow at night when he sleeps. So he's really really in tune with Greta Van Fleet. So, um, but getting back to to the to the conversation at hand. How did they get involved with this? I mean, it sounds like the entity that's making these false claims are, you know, some some bad people, right? Some people that yeah. are are you know people you know people are always using technology to benefit them in you know ethical ways and unethical ways. So yeah. how how did they get swooped into this? Do they have any idea or clue as to how? No, that's what's really weird about it, because the other two bands definitely were threatened by a certain organization. And I'm not going to say who it is because, you know, I just it's not it's I'm not in that fight and I don't know enough about it to, you know, but but anybody can go on Twitter and figure it out anyway. that And, and that is a real issue. But with 12 years today, you know, there was no indication that that was the case. They didn't have any communication with those people. so. I don't know. And uh, that was the other thing, because I, I think they asked Spotify, they said, well, at least tell us who's made the complaint against us. And they said, well, you, your distributor has to tell you. Well, so they don't know. Great. They don't know if it's, in fact, the same organization. They just they just think. No, it we is. don't. Yeah. We, well, no, we don't even think it is. We just don't know. So mm-hmm. so. No, nobody really wants to pin their colors to that mask right now because we don't know. And, you know, we don't want to be bandying about false accusations about somebody else. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, and you know, so, and when's the last time they contacted CD baby? Um, I think yesterday. And they still haven't had a response yet. That's no. crazy. Now, is it, it is crazy. Disgusting. Is, it, is it, was it over email or was it through a phone call? How did that, how did that, contact or attempt to contact them work 
as far as I know, it was over email, um, over several emails, and they've heard nothing back. I don't know that much about CD Baby, so I don't know. You know, some of these places, they don't really give you phone numbers, you know? Yeah, that's the... Excuse me. So, that's yeah. the crux of it, right? I mean, that's really the everything's online. Mm. You know, and they because they don't want to, they don't want to be bothered, and they don't want to have people calling them. And you know, if they call them, then they have to respond. But um, yeah, that's just amazing that they don't they don't respond like that, especially with an issue. And of course, you know, the hard truth of it is, is that you know, twelve years today, and these other bands are small bands, like you said. You know, they they. Exactly. They aren't the big names. So, you know, if this was a big name, A, this was a big name and someone made a false copyright claim, they would not have taken down their music. They wouldn't have taken down Beyonce's music or ACDC's music or wherever, okay, or whoever. Exactly. It's you not know? like somebody could go, hey, that Foo Fighters song is mine, you know? <laughs> like, that's not going to happen. And even if somebody did it, they've got an army of PR people and lawyers or whatever that can just like nip it in the bud. Mm-hmm. So, I didn't you know. know I didn't know Spotify distributed the music through CD Baby. How does that work? No, CD Baby um, supplies the music to, to Spotify. Spotify. Okay, because okay. they're the distributor, the music distributor for the band. And and the band has to go through a really strict process to authenticate, you know, ownership and all that stuff. Because, like, if a publishing house owns the copyright or whatever, you know, then they are attributed. Do you know what I mean? But, um, you know, this is definitely um, 12 years today. It's theirs. So, and uh, it's just... It's just insane. And and the thing I, that I find really frustrating is, okay, Spotify says they don't take down music, you know, that somebody else does, the distributor does. Well, that might be true. I don't know. But it's it just seems to me that they should have some kind of a um, a better organized system in place so that when this happens, you know, it's not like you're just going down rabbit holes and getting nowhere. Because the other two bands, um, and and theirs, you know, theirs is a real serious situation because it is somebody was trying to extort them, really. Um, and they're still, you know, they're still trying to deal with it. So it's just, it's crazy. There's, there's got to be a better way. I mean, it's not rocket science, is it? When you say extort, define that. What was that situation? Okay, so basically what happened with... Um, with them, well, one in particular that I know of, um, they were they were they were asked to to um, use this uh, this company's service, and the company basically claims that they'll get you like loads of streams on um, streaming platforms and blah 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 for you know X amount of money per month. So you're supposed to pay them to up your music and get noticed and all this stuff. And so the band basically said, no, you know, we're not into that. That's not how we roll. And um, the guy got pissed off and he started threatening him. And, you know, he said, I mean, there's stuff on Twitter where he's got the screenshots and he's saying things like, you know, I'm going to get all your music taken off of every streaming platform and, you know, I'm going to ruin you and all that kind of thing. And um, and then the copyright claim um, happened. So... 
you know, which is so vicious. It's just so vicious. But like I said, even leaving that aside, the issue I have is how do the streaming platforms and the distributors deal with this? And that's where the ball is being dropped. Right. Absolutely. You know, there needs to be protocols in place where if someone does make a copyright claim, and I would think most of the time when someone does that, they're legit copyright claims. And well, you would think Right. And then you just, you know, they'll say, you know, attach this form, attach your proof of copyright, and then you send it and then they do whatever they, they need to do with it. But to just say that I own the copyright of it, one of two things has happened, right? One of two things has happened. Either A, they they supplied a false copyright document, which is fraud. Okay. Yeah. And, and, or two, they didn't have to supply anything. Both are bad. Both are bad. One is, exactly. you know, one is a fraudulent claim. Well, they're both fraudulent claims, but one's using a, a fraudulent document. And then the other one is just knowing the protocols for CD Baby or Spotify or whoever it is and using it to their advantage. The problem yeah. lies is this, is that Spotify is saying it's CD Baby. It very well could be CD Baby. CD Baby's not responding. The... The, the result or the solution to this problem so this doesn't keep happening? Because I'm sure these aren't the only three bands who have had to oh, deal no, with something like this. Oh, my God. I did a bit of research, and it is right. I mean, it happens all the time. Right. So why can't they put – I mean, it's got to be a simple process. All you do yeah, – like, yeah. like, like Twitter has it on their, you know – on their rules and regulations or filing a complaint, it has it on there. Like what you need to file a copyright claim. The same exactly. should be the same should be for Spotify and CD Baby. Well, I think Spotify has a form that you fill out to do it, you know, but everything is these automated forms. And then you get when you get finally get a response, it's from like a bot, you know, using like ridiculous um Pseudo rock language. I mean, it's almost embarrassing, really. <laughs> the way they talk is just like, oh, come on, you guys. You know, pull the other one. And then the other thing that's really weird about this is okay, so their music was pulled off of um, Spotify and Amazon Music, right? But it's not pulled off of YouTube or um, what's the other one? Apple? Uh, yeah. Um, so if, if there was a copyright claim and the, and the CD baby thought, yeah, that's a legitimate claim, they would have pulled it from everywhere. Why pull it from only two streaming platforms? That's a that good doesn't question. make any sense. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Mm. I don't know. Um, unless at the direction of, I don't know. I don't want to speculate because I'm probably wrong. Um, cause I don't know enough <laughs> about this, but yeah, yeah that, that, is, that is an interesting question as to why I, it's only pulled off of, you know, is it, is it pulled off of Pandora? Are they on Pandora as well? I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't even know what that is. It's like an Apple. It's like a Spotify. It's kind of like, I would say maybe a little less uh, in terms of the level. It's probably around Amazon or maybe a little less than Amazon. It was like, I think it was the first streaming service years ago. No, oh, okay. Right. Well, the thing is as well, this band, so they started in 2018. Um, they've been involved in music on and off for years, but they just hooked up together as a duo. And, um, you know, they really, in that time, especially just over the past year, they've really started to grow a fan base. 
and they've got some really loyal fans. I mean, they're, you know, the people that follow them on Twitter are just like, you know, let me at them. <laughs> they're ready to go kill Spotify. <laughs> Um, and you know, some of their fans even put together a fan page for them on Facebook and, you know, things, their, their music was really starting to pick up and get some streams and they were gaining momentum. And this was just like such a kick in the stomach. I mean, you can imagine it just knocks you for sick, you know, just, that's the question though. Like, you know, it's, if it's happening to bands frequently, indie bands, low level bands in terms of popularity, It's just a simple fix. It really doesn't take much. I mean, it, it, I mean, I don't know if there's any legal recourse, you know, someone can have for for a copyright infringement. But if you just put it on your rules and regulations, or you know, filing a copyright complaint, and it st- basically says that you know, whether it's with CD Baby or Spotify, that you have to show proof. You have to have the document, and the document for copyright, you know, has a stamp you know, from the copyright office, uh, the exactly. trademark office for, for the U S government. I'm sure every government has, it, every country has it. It has that stamp. It has that seal on it. So, you know, it, it's a pretty legit thing. And it's, I, I would imagine it's hard to make a counter counterfeit document like that. And I'm sure people can, people are always finding ways to, to work around the system and do things they shouldn't do. But yeah, you know, it's got to be, hey, I've got this and, you know, this is the date that we copyrighted. This is the form that we use. This is the approval that we got from, you know, the trademark office or whatever office Canada has. Because 12 years later, they're from Canada, right? Yeah, they're based in Toronto, right. or Toronto area. Right. So, I mean, they have to have something that that does that or has that and they've got to get proof. And, you know, I don't know if they did it themselves or they hired a trademark attorney to do it. For them, but again, that I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Again, the 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 issue is if a claim is made, okay, the person making the claim, the burden is on them to prove that that copyright is theirs. They have to have the documentation, and that's like with any, exactly. and it's like that with anything. You make a claim that someone assaulted you. You make a claim that someone stole something from you. The burden is on the the accuser to have the evidence that this really happened and I was really assaulted or I really had this stolen from me. So it's always like that in any case. So I don't know what the process is because I've never had to deal with Spotify or Apple or not Apple, I'm sorry, CD Baby and, and go through this process with them. But I mean, I keep bringing up Twitter because it's the social media platform that I use mostly. And, yeah, me too. you know, you can't just willy-nilly file a, a copyright claim because you're pissed off at somebody. You can't do that. <laughs> you know? Otherwise, people would be doing can you, it all Can you time. imagine? Can you And that's why Twitter probably does that, is because they probably didn't do that in the beginning, and they had this influx of copyright claims, and half of them, probably not half of them, 95% of them were probably BS or someone just trying to be a jerk. And, yeah. you know, they probably said, no, 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 no. In order for you to proceed with this or in order for us to investigate, we need to have, you know, you know, a copyright, a proof of your, of your trademark or copyright, you know? And it's even, so it's even too as well. I mean, if you're, if you go to a, an attorney's office you know, a trademark attorney, and you say, I want to file a copyright infringement claim. 
the first thing the attorney is going to ask you is, okay, do you, where is, where is the proof that you own the copyright? Well, it's not mine. I'm just going to file, file it because I know this person doesn't own it. You, the lawyer's going to be like, yeah, I got better things to do. You know, like, yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm like, I'm not going to go run with this because I don't know. It, it's just, there's a, there's a question of ethics. So if this happened, if this entity that people or this entity that's done this before is now doing this to 12 years today, which we don't know because we still haven't found out who filed the copyright claim and hopefully CD, yeah, Baby, we don't know. CD Baby does supply that. It's, it's just, you're kind of like, you're kind of stuck in the middle. Hopefully this resolves itself because you'd like to think things that are wrong or things that are right that are wronged get right eventually. You know, yeah. I, mean, I mean, that's that's the whole hope and, and fingers crossed because a young band, you know, that's trying to make a name for themselves, that's trying to make music, that's trying to build their fan base. This really does hurt them. I mean, you know, there's other oh, you know, there's devastating. Other, yeah, I mean, this is devastating. I mean, Spotify is a large platform. Amazon Music is a large and growing platform, you know, and, you know, if you think Amazon Music is happy being number two or number three in streaming service, they're gonna. They're working their 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 hearts out, or whatever they call it. They're they're working their ass off to become number one, eventually, which Spotify and Apple kind of claim right now. But this is this is devastating for a young band, and if it doesn't, it absolutely is. And if it, it not only it, it knocks their confidence, it um, screws up their fan base. It, you know, it screws. It's like when you're accused of anything, you know, and and then you know, it, it's it's just. It's just awful. It's just awful. And it, it makes me just so angry that, that this could just get this far. You know, it should have been nipped in the bud like two, three days ago, you know? Well, it's not so much the way I view it. It's not so much being accused of something. If you know you're right and you have the document to prove it, that should be that should be the least of your worry. I think... If I was in 12 years today, or if I was a band that was affected by this, my stress would be that anyone can just do this and have no recourse. I well, mean, I think that is stress, exactly. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, that's that's stressful in itself, knowing that someone who gets a bug up their ass and who wants to be vindictive and get back at somebody goes ahead and does this just willy nilly, just because. You know, they're playing this game of, you know, I can pee farther than you or, or, or whatever. Yeah. I mean, that's just, you know, that's the stress there. Um, and they're such nice guys. They are just such nice guys. And they've worked their socks off, you know. They really have. So um, one thing that I think is quite positive is that, you know, a lot of the other bands um, – that have been made aware of it have been quite supportive, you know, like Coranima is just like totally has their back, Dichroma, you know, a lot of those bands, you know, they're small bands too. And um, they know that it could happen to them, but but they've been really supportive on Twitter and stuff, which I think is great. So thank you, bands. <laughs> well, do the other bands that, you know, had their music taken down, can they prove that this entity is the one that in fact did that? And I think one of them can because he's got screenshots of all the DMs and stuff. Well, screenshots are, are one thing, you know, actual proof from whomever took the music down or wherever. Having that entity name in that email exchange or somewhere 
and shows that, right? Because that yeah, helps, I don't know. That helps. I don't because I don't know those two bands really. Um, I yeah. just, I don't know much about them. I only was alerted to it because of the thrash metal um, threads on Twitter a couple of weeks ago. But um, remember in the Groove Council when Christy Christy was asking, or somebody was asking, is it somebody? I'm not going to say who, but you'll know who I mean. That's who it is. <laughs> well, I just would think that if the bands that have had this happen. And if they can all get proof that it's this entity, right? You can build. Yeah, like, you can yeah, build your case. You can build your case more if you have more people. If yeah. you know, if band if if your band D and bands A, B, and C have all had this happen, and they all have the email or the document that says this is the entity that filed the copyright claim against you, and then band B says the same thing. Band C says the same thing. And then when they get the information back from CD Baby, 12 Years Today can say the same thing. Then they can, you know, they're, they're stronger together as, instead of just being singular. So then they can go to, C, you know, CD Baby and they can go back to Spotify and they say, hey, listen, we're four bands. And yes, we're, 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 we're new bands. We're emerging rock bands. And, you know, we're trying to build our fan base. But this happened to us. And this is the common thread amongst us right this is who yeah. did this and this is who who does that you have to change your policy or else this entity is going to keep doing this to other bands yeah exactly so that's what i well, would advise i mean i'm not an attorney i've played one on tv and in two previous lives before i was you know i, I did <laughs> i did practice law i'm just kidding um but but that's what i would do i would advise to work together and get that proof that they did well, do if that. It, if it ends up to be that same entity, then they definitely will. But we just don't know who it is right now, so they yeah. can't. Yeah, I mean, hopefully so, they're yeah. all working towards getting that info. When did the other bands have their stuff taken down? Um, I can't remember. I think it was um, a few weeks ago. Okay, so Recently. this is all recent stuff. It is, yeah. But when I looked on Twitter or on um, Google, because I was trying to find out, you know, what the policy is and all this stuff. I mean, the amount of people that have said, yep, this has happened to me. And, you know, it's just like a nightmare. And, and, you know, I don't know. And some people, you know, don't have the resources to go hire an attorney, you know, and and maybe they don't have the resources to um, just be as astute i don't know you know and you feel sorry for him but so my mission in life right now is to get as much information and get as much information out there so that bands are aware and and to somehow get these policies addressed because i think that's that has to change now you're doing an article for emerging rock bands magazine right yeah i was so chuffed about that actually don't be stressed. So, you know, stop, stop being stressed. Relax. You got this. <laughs> no, I was really happy um, <laughs> because I have a lot of time for them. And um, I was really flattered that they even approached me to ask me to do it. Um, and the reason that they did that was because they know I'm close with the band. So, But they've, they've um, played the band on their radio shows. And they did an article in one of their magazines for um, one of their issues about the band as well. So um, they asked me to write an article about the situation, which I did on Sunday. And I 
emailed it to them. So it'll go in the next edition. It's just short and sweet and basically says what I've talked about with you um, without naming streaming platforms and CD Baby. <laughs> but, um, you know, my issue, my, my main um, focus of the article was to say, you know, we need to get this changed. We need, you know, there needs to be a better way to deal with these situations when they happen. So, but yeah, yay for Emerging Rock Band's uh, magazine and radio station. I mean, like I said, I was so chuffed that they asked me. I was so flattered. Um, you know, they're great people, and they really are um, champions of the rock community and emerging bands. You know, they, they do exactly what they say, and not all, not all those people out there do, you know? Well, I think it's important for emerging rock bands, you know, the publication, the radio station, the social media to really get behind this because their sole focus is promoting new music. And, you know, when you have, you know, a situation like this, bands want to have, bands want to know bands like 12 years today and the other bands involved, they want to know that there is a community out there that does support them. And I believe that's happening. And I think when some, uh, an entity like emerging rock bands gets behind something like that, because they're like I said, their sole focus is doing that. I mean, I do new music spotlights and I do other things, but emerging rock bands is really where it's at when it be, when it comes to new music and in the UK and in other parts of the world too. So it's a very strong voice in the community that's helping them, and you're being a part of that, and you're in in ha- that having them having you to write that article when you're not even affiliated with them says a lot exactly. about them and says a lot about where their hearts really are. It says everything about them because, you know, I mean, I mean, I'm only one show, but my show competes with one of their shows every Friday and Sunday night, you know? So, you know, they, they don't have to give me the time of day, but the way they look at it and the way I look at it is, you know, we're all in this together. We're all trying to do the same thing. We're all trying to get these bands heard and played on air, you know, and if it means that you're listening to this station instead of that station, I don't care. You know, it doesn't matter. That point is getting the music out there and um, raising awareness. So, you know, I have just like a million everything time for these guys. I think they're great. I agree. You know, this is a community. Rock is a community. And we're all in this together. We're all trying to, yeah. you know, get rock and roll to thrive again and to be you know, a popular genre of music and to be relevant again. And a lot of us do different things and a lot of us have different ways to communicate our love for new music. But at the end of the day, we're all trying to do the same thing. There is no right way. There is no wrong way. And again, kudos to emerging rock bands and thankful for you for putting in the time to do this because it does matter. It matters to the young bands because I know when you are a struggling artist and you're a struggling band, you sometimes don't think that you have the support and you sometimes you feel like you are on an Island and you're just by yourself. And, you know, as the, as this subject grows and the knowledge of this subject grows, the idea that more people will get involved in a positive way is, is going to be very helpful. And it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to help that confidence in the band that, Hey, the community has our back. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I wish, um, I mean, you know, I'm pretty active on Twitter as you know, but you know, I'm only one voice 
and I don't know how, I don't know like the tricks of trying to get things to, you know, blow up on Twitter. I mean, maybe it's just the luck of the draw. I don't know, but I really want to make this like, you know, I want it to be a thing. I want it to be a subject that people suddenly are aware of and start talking about. Well, we are talking about it. And, you know, (laughs) I've got, I've got a, a small slice of a small pie, you know, um, and hopefully people do connect and people do listen to this because I've always said that somewhere, you know, the right thing that's being done will always be elevated and will always correct itself. And sometimes it takes longer to do than other things, right? Sometimes, you know, there, there are travesties and there are people being wronged and you're just like, I can't believe that continues to happen. But I, I always believe, and, and maybe I'm naive in thinking that, that sooner or later, the, the right way always wins. Yeah, I'm an optimist that way as well. Definitely. Definitely. So what's 12 years today? What's their next step? Is it just a waiting game right now? Um, I don't know because I haven't um, heard from them much today because, you know, there's a big time difference. So, um, and they work, you know, they've got jobs. So, you know, they're like juggling that and families and all the rest of it on top of everything else. So um, I will be looking at my tweeter and, and, you know, we've got a group as well, just like the group council, we've got a a 12 years today group, you know, that's like one, the same kind of thing. So, and, and, you know, the fans have been amazing and they've just been like (laughs) Spotify lookout. (laughs) Here's an idea for new bands that are, struggling to get a fan base or or slowly building a fan base and they get these emails from these services that claim that they can get their music on all these platforms and it'll increase your streams and all that stuff. I have never used a service like that. So I don't know if it's, if it's actually true that it can happen. I don't know if what they're selling is a bag of goods or if they can prove their success. I don't know. I'm not familiar with that. So I'm not going to speak to that. I will say to the bands out there that are listening and that are afraid of this happening to them or tempted to use services like that, what you do is when you're shopping your music around to PR companies or management companies and you're trying to get representation, you're trying to get a management company, you're trying to get a PR company, that itself is difficult, and I totally understand that. But here's how you improve just by getting the feedback from those from those PR firms and management firms. Let's say you get rejected, which is more likely to happen when you're starting out and you're trying to build a fan base. They're going to say, we're not interested at this time. That's probably going to be the standard response most of them give you. Here's where you get it to work in your advantage. What do I need to do to get you to be interested? And, obvious, and that's the obvious response, right? But here's what they're mm-hmm. going to tell you. They're going to tell you, well, you know, you need to increase your followers, your your traffic or whatever. Then you say, do you have any ideas of where I can help get help doing that? And if they start referring you to those types of services, then maybe there's something to it. If they don't refer you and they say, well, hey, you know what? You know, here's here's a lot of bands use this, a lot of bands use that, a lot of bands do it on their own, a lot of bands do this. That's what you need to do. Whatever they're telling you in the feedback as to where you need to go and how you need to do it, 
That's the key right there. Anyone else can claim that they can build all this stuff and do all those things to you, but you know, how do you know if that's true? You don't want to spend a hundred bucks a month, two hundred bucks a month, or whatever the cost is, and get nothing in return. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, reputable companies will also on their websites they will have contact details that are like legitimate contact details. And they'll also, you know, you'll be able to search the company and find out if they're a limited a company or an LLC or whatever. And, you know, here in England, um, you know, we've got company's house and you can look up a company easily enough and find out if it's legitimate. Um, I would imagine you have something similar in the States and in the Commonwealth. But, you know, a lot of these a lot of these fake things, what they do is they put together their website with, you know, um, false testimonials and all that kind of stuff. But when you look at the bottom of the website, there's no way you can find, you know, where they're actually located. You know, there's no nothing. And you can't, there's no, and if you do a search on the company and nothing comes up in company's house or whatever it is, wherever they're based, then that's your first clue that, you know, they're not legit. But a lot of people just think, you know, don't, they don't bother to look. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and a lot of times PR firms, you know, farm out or management companies farm out, you know, social media developers and social media, you know, promoters or whatnot. And there's legitimate ones that are out there. You just got to be careful with the scams. And, you know, when you're a new band and you hear and someone's dangling that carrot in front of you, it's really hard to, to you know, to, to turn that down. But you have to do your due diligence. You have to, you have to really study these things and know who's legit and who's not. Um, yeah. You know, and, and I know that's hard because people, you know, dangle things in front of you. And then also too, you know, I, I have seen some of the, some of the text exchanges or the screenshots, you know, I'm always, you know, of the firm believer that, you know, if, if someone's trying to get you hooked on or sell you on something on, on one of their goods and you're not interested just type two words, not interested or not interested at this time, you know, to, yeah. you know, you know, don't try to try to, you know, handle something with conflict or, or something that, you know, can be taken as, you know, being belligerent or confrontational because you never know who's on the other end of that screen. You never know what their motivations yeah. are. Yeah. And there's a lot of crazy people out there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. Well, what I found interesting as well was another band that I'm in touch with. Um, I was having a chat with them about this whole thing. They, it's not happened to them, thank God. Um, but I was saying, gosh, you know, it'd be really helpful if you would retweet this tweet and, you know, that kind of thing. And they said, yep, happy to do it, but have to say it, it, it makes us feel wary, you know, because we don't want to be targeted because they're just starting out as well. And, and their feeling is, you know, they don't want to draw attention to themselves in that sense. And do you see what I'm saying? It's like, it's, it's almost like a double-edged sword. And uh, it's just so frustrating. I mean, they did in the end, you know, they were really supportive and that was great. But I understand their feeling of, of trepidation. Yeah. And to have someone out there that doesn't respect the work that these young bands go through. To even start a band, to write music, to create, to record music, to be on social media, to build your audience one person by one person, one by one, to go ahead and do that is is, is just, it is really shitty. I mean, 
you know, worry about worry about the people that you have as clients and worry about the people that, you know, you have on on your roster rather than people that don't want to be on your roster at this time or don't are not interested in your product. Move on, man. Move on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, I'm very interested to see what happens with the other two bands as well, because, um, you know, they were they were definitely being threatened. And I mean, I think that's extortion, isn't it? What the guy was trying to do. So, you know, that's got to be against the law, right? I, I would think, again, I don't know. I haven't read it. You know, I mean, um, I guess also to prove that they did it is is important. You know, that's why it's, it's really probably the most important thing for all these bands that have dealt with that right now is to get that confirmation of who did it. Because until you, until you get that, you can speculate. You really can't go after any entity unless you have that information because right now it's just a thought. It's just, you know, I think someone did it. They may be right in that, in which entity did it, but you need to get that proof. You really need to have that email exchange where it says, this was the copyright claim, this is the date it was filed, and this is who filed it. And, you know. I think that should be transparent from it the should word be. go. Absolutely it should be. It should be. I mean, as long as you have proof and, and you have the evidence to back it up, to back up your claim, th- that's what you want to do. But, you know, until then, um, right now it's just speculation. So, you know, it, um, you, you know, you just got to wait that out and get that information, you know, get that factual information. Cause once you have it, then that's the power. Because like I said, at bands, A, B, C, and D, if they all have the same issue with the same entity, filing these false claims, it makes the case stronger, their case stronger. It makes Spotify think that they need to revisit their practices and make CD baby think that they need to revisit their practices. And who knows if they do or not? I don't know. You know, sometimes these big companies, they don't care, but. Well, see, that's the thing that's so weird about it because CD baby is, is usually um, thought to be pretty reputable. In fact, um, another guy on Twitter was saying that I think he's got a podcast or something where he um, has been slapped down by CD Baby for copyright infringement until he was able to prove that the band, you know, said he could use the music or whatever. <clears throat> I can't remember exactly what it was, but basically he said they, they, their policy was really strict. So I'm just flummoxed as to why, number one, they haven't gotten back to the band, and number two, why they would just, like, take, take this on board when they were the ones that authenticated the band in the first place. Yeah, that's really strange. Makes no sense to me. Makes no sense and, and makes me think that there's maybe something that's in between that they're not being told or they're not, you know, someone's not sharing that with them. Because if CD Baby, how I would run, be running the company if I did or running any company that distributes music like that, if I went, if I made bands go through a regimen of co- of copyright process and trademark process and i knew i had that on file with every band that i have you know that i'm distributing their music it's just a matter of pulling up the information that exactly. i made them go through in the beginning and saying to this person that's making this copyright claim that based on the information we have your copyright claim is is not applicable to whatever entity that you're making the claim against due to this that should be step one if they have all that information. 
So, so that's why, unless again, I'm speculating. I don't know unless they had a false document that that counter counteracts or or, or goes in the you know yeah. against what they have to make it seem like they are the legit holders of the of the copyright. That's the only thing that I can think of because it should be clear cut. If if CD Baby does in fact make make these bands go through a process, a regimented process of making yeah, sure their they copyrights are right, right. The so yeah, I mean, so so that leads me to believe that there's something else that you know they're not being told. Or there's something else between you know two entities that they're trying to work out. Well, this is a copyright claim, but yeah, but we've got it backed up. But it's still a copyright claim, but we've got it backed up. So there might be some internal discussions going on between you know the two big forces at play, and hopefully that gets settled. But that's probably where I mean that's that, that's the only thing that makes sense to me as to why CD Baby hasn't responded. And, yeah. you know, because maybe they're like, uh, we've got this, but then this other group is saying this and then Spotify is telling us that. So there's a lot of things that, that, uh, they're trying to probably figure out. Hmm. Yeah. That, I think that's, um, a logical assumption actually. It's wow. just, um, you would think that they would at least get a courtesy email saying we're looking into this. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> customer service these days is the equivalent to dog shit. But um, most most entities have a horrible customer service, and you get caught in these email loops. Like I had an issue with my podcast like two weeks ago. I had one of the platforms that my podcast appears on appears on was not uploading the newest episode, and it was like a day or two. And I'm like, why isn't it? you know, uploading. So I sent an email to support and I'm like, okay, I'm waiting. Nothing happens like the first day. So then I went into the RSS feed of the, of the platform and it had my old, my old RSS feed from when I first started. I'm like, why does it, I'm like, I'm not even on that platform. I haven't been on that platform and gosh, I don't even know when's the last time I you know put an episode out on that platform. Why does it still have it? So I switched it to, the current RSS feed, and within an hour, the site, you know, the episode came back up. But my point is, is that I didn't get a response yeah. from that platform till like a week later. It's like a week later. It's like, what, what are you doing? It's like, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, yeah. you know, well, please, please let us know more about this difficulty or, or this complaint that you're having or the issue that you're having. I'm like, I, I don't need to. I'm already, I already fixed it. Yeah, I got my phone nicked a couple of weeks ago, and um, I have um, I had to you know call the the phone provider, the network provider, and get it blocked. Obviously, um, so I did that, but there was all this rigmarole. But I I wasn't able to supply certain information, like you have to give them you know your magic name or whatever it is. And I couldn't remember what, I couldn't remember what it was. <laughs> And I was so panicked because I wanted I wanted to make sure that the phone got blocked, you know. And so they said, well, you know, when you get home, call. I'm like, I can't because I don't have a phone. <laughs> it got stolen. So I ended up, when I got home, I ended up going on Twitter and just said, hey, O2, this happened, you know, can you help? And I was blown away because they said DM us, so I DM them. And they sorted the thing out like, in like 10 minutes 
I was so impressed. And that was just like some person running their Twitter account. So, you know, sometimes people do do the right thing. Yeah, some people do, you know, and it was, it was heartening. <laughs> well, and then when you do get, you know, into these customer service loops, you know, you get transferred from one center to another. You got to re-verify yourself every single time. You know, it's just, yeah. it's just, they just make it so difficult for you to really contact somebody. Um, Sometimes, like I said, I think, I think these, some of these things are divi- designed to be really complex and convoluted so that nobody has to take responsibility and people get fed up and they just go, oh, I can't be asked Oh, to do for it. sure. For sure. Absolutely. It's not just that you think that is the truth. That is absolutely what happens. So, um, but anyway, when is the article drop for you and emerging rock bands? Um, I don't know. So it was, I think it was, um, going to press on Monday. So yesterday. So I would imagine when I was doing my magazine, it usually takes a week to 10 days, depending. So it'll probably be out, uh, at the end of the month, I would imagine. And what, um, what's your last contact with 12 years today? Where are they at with everything? Um, the last post that I saw was that they were still waiting to hear from CD baby and that Spotify had responded the bot. (laughs) I call it a bot because it doesn't sound like a human being the way they respond. Um, basically saying that the artist, Spotify artist was looking into it and, Oh, you know, if there's anything else we can do to help. <laughs> you just respond. You just respond. You don't really mean that. Come on. <laughs> you don't really have no interest in helping me. I know it's just ridiculous. And they're like, Oh yeah, we're working backstage on this. I'm like, Oh fuck off. <laughs> just really. You're just like, no, you're I mean, not. Let's no, not try and be all rocky cool, you know? Yeah. Well, <laughs> let's revisit this. Let's keep, you know, let's keep this going. Let's, you know, let's spread the awareness. Let's uh, keep talking about this until there's a resolution, until there's changes in this, because that's what's really what's needed. Yeah, but let's keep this, you know, this subject alive. And, you know, once the Emerging Rock Bands article happens, you know, blast that out and we'll retweet it and do what we need to do too as well. But it's something that everyone that likes rock music, everyone that loves music needs to support because this is... This is not right, and I'm hoping I got my fingers crossed that the you know the wrong that is happening will be righted at one point. Um, or, or, oh, or you know, this is this is another thing that was really weird. So, Twelve Years Today did a cover of a Pink song, a Pink song called "Who Knew," and I, I have to, I, I've never heard Pink, so I don't know the music. I like the cover because it's rock. You know, they've done it rocky. But um, anyway, so they did a cover. They had all the permissions and all the, you know, stuff that you have to do to be able to do a cover legally. And um, that one didn't get taken down. That one didn't? Yeah. Isn't that interesting? That's really strange. So that one's still up. Yeah. And some of the, you know, some of their older stuff is up as well. But um, the the most recent stuff, their EP and their recent single, Unveiled, is not. So, yeah, I just think it's interesting that only certain things were targeted. Certain songs, certain platforms. Yeah, it's crazy because you'd think that, you know, the other platforms like YouTube or Apple would follow suit. You know, if, if, if in fact 
it was the distributor that pulled the music. But we're going to continue to follow it. You know, we're going to continue to talk about it and follow it. And hopefully the right resolution is made. Yeah, and big thanks to the Groove Council because um, I did hijack that uh, thread a few times. <laughs> That's what we're there for. That's the, hey, we're we're all there to support each other and find out and help each other and you know listen to Chris Corridetti and his love for Greta Van Fleet is also a bonus. Um, That's the first time I've ever heard Greta Van Fleet was when he put that YouTube clip up of the of the. Um, of the, the guy reacting, yeah, the reacting of it, yeah. Christine Eagle did that, you know. It's a great song. It's a great song. It just proves, you know, how right Chris Corradetti is in his love for Greta Van Fleet in the new album. Um, it just it just proves that he is on top of his game and has impeccable taste in music. But you know, just because of his love for the new album. I'll have to listen to it because that's the only thing I've ever heard. Really, I just, check it out. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, you gotta listen to it, and and you know, I'm already having anxiety about quarter two. <laughs> We'll get it. Yeah, we all are, but we'll definitely have that out, and, and uh, we're excited to do it. There's some big albums coming out yet here at the end of June, and um, hopefully they'll be on the list too as well. So, yeah, yeah. All right, Kaz. Well, thank you so much for oh, um, giving my- giving the platform for this. This is so important, and I appreciate the fact that you care so much. My pleasure, and you know, like I said, we'll 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 do recaps on this. You know, I'll do updates, you know, at the beginning of the show uh, when I'm doing new episodes. You just people can continue to follow it and continue to um, hear what's happening and find out what the resolution is. So thanks, Kaz. I appreciate it. Excellent. Thanks. All right, everybody. That's Kaz A from the Heavy Rock Show, East London Radio. Her new article inside the new emerging rock bands on this topic will be hopefully coming out soon. I would imagine with the next couple of weeks. Um, so look for that. Also, check out new episodes. Hopefully, we'll have recaps and resolutions for you. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast. We always uh, appreciate any feedback that you can give us in the form of a review. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Stay strong. And we will certainly talk again soon. Thank you. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.